Welcome to Tech Talk Thursday, Season 3, Episode 1. You may recall at the end of uh, Season 2, I did a roundup of all the technologies that we had seen over 2020. Among those was the launch of the Stereo 6000 printer by ASUS at the ASUS Technology Days. I'm delighted to say that I have the product manager for the Serio 6000 joining us today, uh, Torsten Wegeland. Uh, welcome, Torsten. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Welcome, Douglas. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah. So, I, you know, I was really excited to see the presentation that you gave at the Technology Days. It looks a, a superb piece of equipment. And uh, uh, tell us a little bit about the development of the Serio 6000. Was it developed as a concept machine uh, or to meet a specific customer request? I mean, it's a, it's a long story and I hope we've got enough time. Uh, actually, <laughs> it's, it's, a version. <laughs> it's, it's a long time ago we, we already started with uh, smart features, features that make uh, the life of our operators easier. And we always have to keep in mind customers asking about having people only on the machine working if they are required. And this was more than four years ago, the actual start to say, what can we make better? And if you look backwards and you've been with us all the time, we started with, with IPEC systems for dispensing. We have done uh, the modular camera unit so you can quick inter-exchange uh, components in between machines. You can put on uh, grippers, for instance, for a pin placement system. And this was one big step towards uh, this let me call it more automated integrated machine to say okay what is needed what is time consuming and this was the intention far uh, in the 2018s we started with this uh, uh, developments and bits and pieces came to that with predictive paste measurement for reloading paste on the stencil etc but in the end customers still said we want less involvement of operators and our biggest problem is that the operator needs to be exactly on the machine when we need to do a changeover, which is, right. I guess, the biggest task or the uh, most uh, critical task on the operation of a line. And this was the thinking to say, okay, what can we do for the future? And there we started to analyze how the line is working, what needs to be done if you have an order change, if you do a new setup, if you have a continuous run, big orders or small orders, and then we really made like a matrix and figured out, okay, the stencil change, paste change, or squeegee and stencil and stuff like that. And from there, we started. Yeah. We started okay. in the 18s. And yes, to say, actually, it is a customer demand, but no one really said, do it like this. They just said, give us something better. Right. Yeah, well, it's a, certainly an interesting development. I think if you put this together with, say, the Fuji NXTR, you've essentially got, potentially, uh, the beginnings of a, of a, a lights-out factory, or a lights-out line, at least, uh, uh, there. So, what functions are performed automatically, and what's the tack time of, of the uh, stencil changeover? All right, let's uh, look to probably the tech times. We, if we look today on the machines, I think the, the printer, a lot of people say, sometimes is a bottleneck or causes a lot of problems yes and no uh, the tech time we have today of course we depend on the change over time yes but we are not the bottleneck in the printing process normally not there are other components in the line which uh, slowing everything down 
So the focus was that we have a changeovers compatible to today. Well, if, if you look, uh, let's start, if we run through the last board and then we know it was the last board we need to do in changeover. Today, you call in your operator or you have a pulse system today, the operator maybe is on site, and then he starts doing a changeover and he needs about two or three minutes, depending how smart he is, how fast he is. Now, with the automatic machine, we know the last board has been delivered, and now APS starts to take the pins away automatically. We can start to swing up our stencil loader. We put the old stencil and the old squeegee in. We take the new one out. And we can do this in a compatible time frame what we have today if an operator is doing it. Now, this could be faster, but there are still some limitations. So we spoke about uh, the, the stencil loader, which swings uh, up. And we could swing it up much faster, but there are regulations and requirements that you sh should not exceed a certain millimeter per second velocity just in case something happened. And we are still limited that you have these uh, limitations. Mm -hmm. Now, you said in, in another sentence before, lights out manufacturing. Mm -hmm. If there would be no human around, no one you could maybe in some circumstances uh, harm, then you could definitely also move faster. Yes. There are limitations. Okay, so what sensors or systems then did you have to build into the machine to make it fully automatic? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a total wide range. And if you remember this presentation, uh, we need to, a new squeegee system. We can't uh, work with the old squeegee system. We need a technical solution for loading and unloading stencils. And of course, what we need definitely, we need paste for printing. And now the pastes are delivered today in jars or in cartridges. And a little jar with 500 gram does not make any sense actually for the future. You need a jar, a 12 ounce jar with 1.2, 1.4 kilogram paste. And how often do you need to present or to supply a new jar, a new cartridge to a machine? Also, this has been uh, checked and we found out we need a kind of a storage in the machine. So we also integrated a paste uh, magazine for the cartridges. So we store up to nine cartridges in the machine. We can run, so to say, more than a day with the paste on site, or we can recondition the paste if it was coming out of the fridge before we use it. So and that brings us to the next uh, technical hurdle, little hurdle we had. You have a paste dispenser. What are you doing with the paste dispenser to add the paste on the stencil? Today they are all pneumatic driven. You know if they are empty because there's a sensor. Now the new one is an electric driven paste dispenser. So it's really a way and the way dispense. We need or we know exactly how much volume we have dispensed on the stencil. We can control it. And that also gives us the possibility to exchange this cartridge and 
load it out of the magazine and also load an empty cartridge into this magazine. And this magazine can be served by an operator or can also be served from other cobots on AIV combinations. And this goes on through the whole machine, even to the squeegees. We need to change and adapt the squeegee lengths to our product. And the same thing, we supply the squeegees in a cassette together with the stencil and the machine will take the fresh squeegees in and will use the uh, place the used squeegees in, in a cassette. So it's all clean in that sense. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of engineering involved there, Dorsen. I mean, uh, I mean, as, as a, I guess, uh, a functional machine at the end, does that make it quite expensive in terms of um, you know, the amount of engineering that's had to go into to building this machine? Uh, it, it was, how to say, a long journey because if we started with the first scratches until we get a solution, you notice uh, you have a couple of copies you just waste in the beginning. And of course, um, basically you can say a more automated machine also requires more intelligent components, sensors, motors, drives. And if you have a little bit more intelligence in the sensors today, you have a little higher cost for this. Yes, it increases costs, but in the end, and this is something uh, we work out with our customers, we have to identify where's the break-even, what is the benefit of a more integrated machine, which takes all the responsibility for certain things compared to other uh, known solutions we do today. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the beginning, everything is in the price a little higher than till it comes to commodity. Right, right. So, as I mentioned earlier, you know, combining this with, say, the Fuji NXTR, it has the potential to be uh, an operator-free line. Um, have you any plans to trial that with, with Fuji or somebody like that to try and see if you can make that work? Uh, we have not installed any machine directly at the Fuji combination. Mm. That's, that's what I can say. Um, but that will happen. This I know for sure, mm -hmm. and this will happen this year. Uh, honestly, there are so much interest, so high interest in this uh, system, in this concept, in this uh, idea we present to our customers that a lot of people say, yeah, we'd like to try it and we like to test it. But uh, I think everyone can understand that we cannot have like 100 tests uh, around the, the world. Corona on one side, but also we need the technical support on the other side. For the field tests in the beginning, there are two projects we focus on. And I think that will go. I have a little look to my calendar. And we should be through everything in, in a third quarter because uh, it's not only the machine, it's the, the software around, it's the material flow. And uh, we have always to, how to say, to credit that customers also need to change their working behavior. You know, there right. are people in a line working 10 years one way, and now we come with a new machine and say, look, you do different now. Yeah, uh, I mean, have you got any machines actually doing beta testing on customer sites at this point? We do have machines for beta testing out. Okay, okay, good. So as you said, by, by Q3 this year, you expect that you should have everything ironed out and uh, working. So maybe by Productronica, we could see uh, a live working example uh, 
show for Coke. Yeah. I hope that we do have a Protonica and that we can start with the shows this year again. Yes, definitely. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, automation on the machine side is one thing. And what we also need is the, the software side above, you know, we have the shop floor level mm -hmm. and then we have uh, where our machines are. And then we have, of course, MES level and everything uh, for administrative uh, involvements above and to root the material from one point to the other point, that it's exactly at the right spot when we need this. We yeah. need material logistics software. And this is also one of the developments, and this is a colleague of mine, is taking care about the Pulse Pro Suite. How do we get the materials and how do we route and schedule all the robots right. for the future, for the uh, full automated smart factory? Uh, this is another step. I mean, in the beginning with the Serio 6000, and this is, I think, a very, very strange point, uh, not strange, sorry, strong point of the machine, not strange. We can do it asynchronous with human, with people. I can prepare the machine today and the machine does the, the change over. And later on, and this is also one of this, uh, our thinkings that we make machines future orientated, so you can use them in the future too. Then you can integrate it in the complete network. And you can automatically load and unload the printer. And then you have yeah. your smart machine, smart factory. Yeah. Well, it certainly right. makes yeah. a lot of sense. I mean, it, it, of course, the, the smart factory is a journey that we're all on. And, and uh, it kind of started out a little bit with, with Hermes, which, of course, Asus is part of that uh, yeah. initiative as well. Uh, so for, for the changeover of, of, the, of each job and that type of thing. Um, so I hear what you're saying, that we now need to have uh, more integrated software coming from the MES down onto the line uh, and managing all the materials and logistics within the factory space. Uh, so that's, it's, that's quite a job. Um, but, but yeah, uh, I think it's, um, you're, you're certainly on the right track um, and it's exciting to see new, new products coming into the market. Uh, I want to thank you. Uh, Torsten for telling us about it today. Thank you very much for the opportunity.